Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, night, afternoon, wherever and whenever you are listening to this podcast. I hope you're having an inspiring and amazing week and you're bringing your projects forward and feeling wonderfully creative. But if not, this is your little check in to hopefully give you a little bit of a dose of inspiration or just to listen to a story of how someone else got to where they are today. And I'm very, very excited for today's episode because I'm not going to lie, I was fangirling myself a little bit during this episode because I am a big fan of Vanessa's debut book, Only a Monster, and it is taking off like wildfire. She has had the biggest six weeks um, since her launch at the start of February 2022. No doubt, if you love books, you have seen her fantastic cover. I probably don't need to say much more about it. Um, I'll let the podcast speak for itself, but um, enjoy this episode. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this chat with Vanessa. I think she has a really beautiful, unique story that I haven't heard yet from authors. So I'm excited for your feedback. And of course, make sure that you listen into the writing prompt that she gives you at the end of this podcast. It's um, it's a good one. It's a really, really good one. And I'm very excited to read your stories. Plus, if you have not read her book yet, you definitely want to win this one. So enjoy, guys. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. I am very, very excited because if you listened to last week, last week's episode with Megan Jacobson, we were both actually talking about this book and how we were both currently reading it, which is Only a Monster by the Incredible Vanessa Len, and today we have her on. So welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining us at Writer's Advice. Thank you for inviting me to Writer's Advice. <laughs> great to Thank you. Here. So if you haven't heard of Vanessa or you obviously have not been into any bookshop, like any bookstore recently, because her incredible book, Only a Monster, is everywhere. The cover is beautiful. I am currently reading it. I'm up to chapter 19, so I'm not, I, I don't even want to give away anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the end of it right now. And it's, it's such an incredible story. Um, so yeah, I just, we just kind of wanted to get to know you and see what the journey has been for you to get here to Only a Monster. So Only a Monster was bought out on the 1st of February and you have just had five weeks of the most phenomenal debut and it, going through this incredible whirlwind so yeah I want to know exactly what it was that brought you to this so the first question that we usually ask everyone is what was the moment when you realized that you were a writer 
Oh my gosh, the moment I realized I was a writer, I feel like it was probably something like in grade one or even <laughs> prep. Um, I used to write like little plays and then make, because I was the oldest in my family of cousins, <laughs> just yeah. make my cousins and brother do the plays. <laughs> so probably pretty early on, as soon as I could write. Um, I've still got some of my primary <laughs> school stories that I wrote. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yep. Yeah. And so did you um, follow through with that? Follow Like, did you study English and what was kind of your process post-school to, to now? Yeah. Um, for some reason, I just never thought that like publishing a book was a, a, something a real, like just a normal person could do. So, you know, I guess like a lot of people, I kind of fostered that dream to write a book, but um, I didn't actually do anything practical about it. Um, but yes, I studied English um, at university. I did an editing and publishing course um, post-university. So I worked as an editor for a really long time. Um, and I never thought I would be on this other side of publishing, on the author side. Um, so this has been really, I don't know, really exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, is Only a Monster the first book you've ever written? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've written short stories before this, but um, yeah, it was a massive learning curve because I didn't know how to write a novel. <laughs> I was like Googling, how do you write a scene? I mean, I guess you know how to write a scene from short stories, but constructing an arc out of scenes um, is really different in a novel. So there was a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. And how did that process start for you? So Because I don't want to go into it because I don't want to ruin it for readers, because you just have to buy this book, but there, there's so much in it and there's so many beautiful scenes and it's it, like it is, it's a phenomenon. Like five weeks and you've been republished it up in how many com countries? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I guess we'd sold to other countries before it was published here. Yeah. Um, so I've had actually three launches this month. I had one in Australia first, in the first, and then I had one in the UK, and then I just had one in the US. So it's been a massive whirlwind this month. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did this um, story or the idea first come to you? Yeah, so... Um, I kind of knew, um, I, was having, I was having dinner with some friends and we were all just talking about how we'd just all been thinking about writing a book. Um, and then we thought, you know, why don't we make a pact? We'll all just make a pact. We're going to write a book. We're going to meet up every Saturday, uh, sit somewhere, maybe in a library and just write together. Um, and I've, a few published books have come out of that. I was like pointing because normally my friend Shelley's book is here, um, but she, Shelley Parker Chen wrote this book called She Who Began the Sun that also came out of that night. Wow. Um, and I, so I guess that is where the impetus to actually write a book came from. But the idea for the book um, came from, I guess, when I was growing up, I really liked kind of big blockbuster films. Um, and in those films, the heroes and bad guys would be really clearly demarcated. Um, but I would find that the heroes just really didn't often look like me. Um, but for some reason, the bad guys would sometimes look like me. I don't know. I think sometimes it's because there's a lot of like Asian American stunt people. So then sometimes the only time you'll see an Asian face, or at least when I was growing up um, in those movies is just when they're in a fight scene and they're usually fighting the hero. Um, and it just gave me this idea of like, kind of wouldn't it be interesting to write um, one of those very classic heroes 
um, kind of decent, upright, they're fighting for the week, <laughs> but you're fighting, I guess, the, the narrator or the, um, the perspective that you're following um, is fighting against that hero rather than with that hero. So, yeah, that's where the seed of the book and the seed of the idea came from. <laughs> yeah, and the way you've written Joan, who is um, your protagonist, is... I, I like I, I fell in love with her straight away she is so brought so to real life and you read through this story and you get lost and you, you've done it so well to do that whole good versus evil but but twist it in this beautiful way and yeah I feel like it's not done enough you're so right it's <laughs> why isn't it done enough like and that's and that's such a big reason of why it's um taken off like it's an incredible story and I'm so excited because it is a full trilogy so there are two more coming out is there talk of movie rights being um I don't know if you can't say anything but in either way I swear this is going to be a movie like I just not, like if it only so that would be so if then if they're if you're not discussing it yet I feel like it's coming here so I cannot say <laughs> yeah I'm very excited for that um it is so gorgeous so talk I want to come back to this so Every month you caught up and, and yeah, just, I love, when did this happen? Yeah, every week, actually, you? every week yeah, we wow. catch up. Yeah, um, so we were all very busy, but we tried to make time, yeah, I guess once a week, just meet up for lunch, meet up to write, um, and it was, I feel like that is one of the things that just made me finish it, because you kind of, writing can be so solitary as I'm I'm sure everybody listening to this knows but it doesn't have to be like I think sometimes when you like really reach out and with even within your own circle you'll find that there are already writers there um I know that at work when I said I was writing a book just so many people just suddenly said me too I'm also writing a book so wow. that was really nice too I like it. sometimes I'd have lunch at work with someone else who was writing a book and we'd have a little write together yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> It's just like coming out with it and being honest and you'd be surprised how you, there is a community out there. It's kind of why exactly why I wanted to create this podcast too, because it can be, it is seen as such this solitary get in your zone thing. But if you don't be scared, don't be scared to share your ideas. I feel like that's the thing too with people. It's like, oh, I don't want to have that stolen from me or something like that. But no two people will ever write the same story the same I believe no that. never never and I think people are just so much more like they're not going to steal your work so so much more interested in their own work <laughs> <Literally>. um, <laughs> we're all um, given different exactly. stories and ideas exactly um yeah and really I think if you find if you open up about what you're writing um you know it's just fun to talk about it with people it's fun to talk about their stories um and you'll find that sometimes I found anyway that by just talking about my book, talking about the world of the book, the characters, it kind of seemed more alive um, to be able to share that with people. And then for, yeah, for me to be able to share their characters and world building with them as they were writing kind of makes both worlds feel a little bit more alive. It's not just in your own heads and someone else's yeah, head as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, yeah, 100%, it makes it more real. And I'm sure that also helps with the creative process of having ideas and sharing ideas as well. Definitely. Um, I think I think you could only come up with so much by yourself. So um, I think, especially when people get excited about it, or you're excited about their story, you just naturally like, oh my gosh, and then what? And then what? And I think sometimes just having that little prompt can also help you kind of spark ideas in yourself. <laughs> 
Absolutely, absolutely. So where, how long did it take you to write the full um, Only a Monster? So I did a lot of development work um, before I even started writing the manuscript. I was taking like a couple of years of just coming up to the world, rules of time travel, the characters, all their backstories. Um, and then when I actually started writing it, I remember the exact date uh, because it was January 1st, 2016. Um, and I had made another, another pact with a different group of writing friends um, from this workshop I did called Clarion. We just made this pact. We were going to write 300 words a day. We were going to share them with each other to prove that we'd written 300 words that day. <laughs> um, and for me, that was the best kickstart um, into actually writing manuscripts that kind of would end up being in the manuscript in the book um, as opposed to something a bit more exploratory. So, yeah, I, would, I think it took me from the 1st of January 2016 until mid-2019, which is when I started querying yeah. agents. Because it's a big book, but you don't realise, because the way you've written it, it, like, you can't put it down. Like, it's... <laughs> you, can, you might pick it up and be like, oh, but straight away you, you can't put it down. So it's, it's not really a big book when you start um, reading it. But I want to talk about your planning process because... Um, I haven't gone into this too much yet on the podcast. So when you say you did a lot of developmental planning, what does that involve for you? Um, so at the very, very, very beginning, um, when I first decided I was going to write a book, I had that premise, monster versus hero, um, but I didn't have a world. I didn't know what kind of monsters these were. Um, so I just wrote this giant list of just everything that I love the most, my favourite TV shows, my favourite moments in a book, my favourite characters, and then I kind of distilled the list into just things that I'd found patterns in. So there was like really specific things like the poignancy of time travel. <laughs> and then, so kind of out of that distilled list, um, I, I guess I came up with this world. I came up with these characters. Um, and I guess that was, the, that was the origin of the world itself. Um, and I guess... After that, um, I also did a lot of talking talking it through with friends from that dinner, um, kind of teasing out how does this world work? What exactly do I want it to be? Um, and I think we all kind of, well, we, we were kind of new to it. So we were just kind of using the same process together of like, what, do, what would I like the most? What would I enjoy the most? What kind of character would I like <laughs> to read myself? Um, and so I kept coming back to that, like what, 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 what do I think would be cool in this moment? <laughs> what kind of characters would I think would go well together? Um, so it was very, kind of an internal process, but also an external one. And I was like really discussing it with people, people also telling me about their books. <laughs> I love how you said that though. It's, it's what do I like the most? Because at the end of the day, you're the one writing it. It's your story. And I think there's a lot of, there can be a lot of um, pressure or ideas out there of like what's hot right now and and this and that but as, I, as I'm sure you know the process of publishing is a very long one <laughs> very fickle as well you never you just never know what's going to happen so I think at least for me I was my thinking was well at least if I enjoy writing this I'll have enjoyed writing it if nothing yeah. else yeah, yeah 100% um, and you whatever else that you wanted to write yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Excellent. So you finished the book. Um, what's happened then? How do you, how is your process of getting it published? Yeah, so I sent queries um, and I think my 
pitch was really bad. I my career was terrible. I was getting, you know how you meant to get like, a, I can't remember what percentage hit rate. I think I got a zero percentage hit rate of anyone who wanted to request the full manuscript. I don't know. I kept changing that free letter, doing all kinds of things, but I don't know. I wasn't really getting many bites at all. Um, but I was really lucky that <laughs> one of my friends referred me to her agent who um, I guess they feel obliged sometimes to read the manuscripts. <laughs> but yeah, no, luckily for me, she really liked it. Um, and that was my editor, Tra my agent, Tracy. So, um, so yeah, after that, um, she moved really fast. I thought, I was like, oh, I just finished this book. I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a break. And she was like, um, no, you need to, we need to go, go, go. Because she wanted to submit it to Frankfurt. Um, which was, I think, the last Frankfurt before the pandemic. It's like a book fair where you oh, take yep. it, um, I guess, to publishers all around the world. Um, so that was her strategy. She wanted to get the book straight out to Frankfurt. <laughs> and then it was really a whirlwind after that. Um, everything was happening really quickly. Uh, I think the first offer was from Germany and there was another offer from Spain and then South America and then Australia. It was just like a lot of things happening all at once. Wow. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. And did you get an, Aust an Australian agent or? No, I actually got an American agent. Um, I feel like I feel like you can go either way, right? Yeah. It's just that, um, no, I, <laughs> I don't think I, I think I didn't even submit yet to an Australian agent. I was trying my luck with US agents because I thought it would be easier to sell into the US first, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot yeah. of people, the, yeah. I think um, some advice that we've had previously is when you are looking at getting published and also America has a lot more agents than I think Australia we might have 10 that could be like it's it's a it's very little um so I as a lot of people have said start with America or the UK and you know see how you go over there where um you know the industry is booming so that's excellent you've sold to so many um different countries straight up and so only a monster is going to be a trilogy now yes. you've written the first book did did you have any idea that it was going to be a trilogy after that or you were thinking um, it or yeah because I had done so much development work beforehand um that when I I had created this plot that I thought was like oh that that seems like a solid structure and then I started writing the book and I was like oh my gosh I cannot fit I cannot fit this amount of plot into this book. I thought I could, but yeah, it's, I feel like a book is just has, it can fit a lot less plot than certainly than I had thought. So um, yeah, I knew after I'd put, um, a, a, I guess a, a fairly clear structure and arc for book one, there was just so much more story that I knew I would, I would want it, at least want two more books. Um, I didn't know I would necessarily get to do it, but uh, I was really lucky again that I was able to sell three. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. And you've also not only sold in many com uh, sorry, so sold to so many countries, you're also in a couple of subscription boxes as well. So can I say Fable and Cray? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Fable, Fable, Fable. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure this goes out at the right time. Yes. <laughs> if you're watching this on video, um, Vanessa has a beautiful cover there um, that is for the specific subscription box. And there's also a purple one that's already out for um, Fairy Loot as well. So it is the most gorgeous covers. They're amazing. So you've really just, I love this story because it's like, 
it's literally just staying consistent and creating something and you, you really don't know where that process can take you like yeah Not at all yeah I mean I yeah I didn't have any I definitely hoped I'd be able to get it traditionally published but I feel like at some point it's not necessarily up to you. It's like a lot of luck as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess my thought was at least if I enjoyed the process of this, um, at least I'll have got that much out of it. And I'll have learned how to write a book. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And I, this is a gorgeous story. I love it so much. It's like if you if you stay true to yourself and you just enjoy the process, you really don't know what, what that can take for you. Like it's... I think we keep coming back to this theme of if you're just following your joy, you like you don't know where that can take you, and it's really beautiful. I do just want to ask you one question on the on back coming back to the process. So, three hundred words a day you um, stuck to. What was? How did you fit that into your day? How did you structure that? Did you have any specific things that you did to get you into the process of writing in that flow state? What does your um, yeah, what does your day look like when you are writing and what are your creative process on it, I guess? I think um, when I, when we did the 300 word a day pact, it was, I was lucky because we were on, I guess, the new year break. So I didn't have work. Um, I'd had, I think I had about a week where I could just write without, you know, also having to come home from work and then write or get up really early and then write, um, which is, which was the case for most of the book. So most of the book, I would get up really early before work. Um write and then go to work sometimes I'll write at lunchtime at work as well um, and then write Saturdays so I feel like that's the other kind of hidden part of writing isn't it so sometimes it can just be a lot of work <laughs> where you're kind of like do I have to get up yeah you're crazy you kind of have to get up <laughs> um, and again that was another point where it was like quite nice to have friends who are also writing um, at one point um, I had my friend Madeline and I were both waking up at the same time both write like just kind of being a little checkpoint for each other so we text me like I'm up <laughs> I'm I love coffee. that <laughs> I'm writing <laughs> Accountability. so if you don't have much time it can help to have a buddy as well <laughs> yeah yeah did you and when you're writing the story do you get to a point where you're like okay this is working out like I see I'm really into this now and do you remember when that was um I thought that's my that's my favorite moment of anything when that happens um I don't know why, but I really experienced writing that book as a lot of problems to solve. I was like, I, maybe it's because it's time travel. It just seemed like on every page there was like a, almost like a, a like a riddle or something. I was really trying to figure out how does this work? How can I make this work? Um, so I feel like I had a lot of those little eureka moments of like, yes, that's how it works. <laughs> I find that is really my whole process <laughs> for this book. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything yeah, specific, but... Yeah, almost on every page there was like a little problem to solve and then a little bit of yay when it was solved. I think that's actually really the beauty of Only a Monster as well because when I'm reading through it and when it's so great, I actually highly recommend if anyone is listening to this, please go and read Vanessa's book and then listen to this back because when I'm reading through it, I am like, oh my gosh, there's, when you were talking about your planning, I was like, there's so much in, like you're you're fully in it and you've put everything into it and you've there's so many different parts and pieces it does feel like a riddle but in a beautiful way you're like whoa and you've got to yeah it's <laughs> it's so great everyone just has to read it and then you'll understand what I'm um talking about with it so on that so accountability is obviously a number one thing for you but what else would you recommend to upcoming writers who are in that position of 
I want to write a book or I'm currently starting a manuscript, what is some, yeah, what are some advice or recommendations that you would offer? I feel like if you've already started, you're just way ahead of where I was for most of my writing life. I feel like um, I just feel like I didn't know that this was something anybody could do, um, just like a normal person could do. And it really took um, a couple of friends publishing books before me to realise that, you know, like they're just normal people I could do you know what if I could do this too I could definitely try so yeah I feel like if you are an aspiring writer who's already started writing your novel you're already take you've already taken the biggest step that you can take um and if you haven't taken it yet just go for it like there's nothing to lose and I feel like it's really fun just to learn you know how how to write a novel how to create characters how to structure something really long like that um for me at least it was really fun um, and then, yeah, other than that, as I said, I would just try to make connections, even within your own life. I feel like, um, that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go elsewhere to try to find other writers. You'll often just find them in your own existing circles. Your own friends might be writing, people at work that you really like might be writing, <laughs> family members. Um, so yeah, I would say the things that helped me the most were having that kind of those buddy networks, um, and having people who are also interested in talking about writing, because um, I feel like sometimes it can be, if you're, if you're not interested in talking about writing, I think those conversations that can be really boring for people. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of want to find people that also want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though. I, um, I've, I've heard a lot of these stories where I, I think writing can be a very, especially if you're starting something new, um, in your life where people may not see you as, as that type of person. If you are just honest about it and start talking about it, you'd be surprised the people around you would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that too. Or wow, that's so cool. Or I've always wanted to write a book. And, and you start to hear that as well. So I feel like it's really nice, um, I guess, to have those creative conversations with people as well. Like, you know, just, just, you know, I even like, um, not even just writing, like I would find people being like, oh, I'm, I sometimes paint in my free time, like things like they'll just start talking about their own creative things. Yeah, not even necessarily writing, which is also is really nice. I found. Yeah, yeah, I think like creativity is so important. And to, yeah, when you start talking about it and having those conversations of, of how people express that and do that, it's really beautiful. And you're so right. It's even having those conversations where, it doesn't even have to be about the writing or the book, but just being infused with that is inspiring. But also, they're great. Having those conversations are great for story building. If you are, if you are writing, very <laughs> <So> true. Yeah, very <laughs> so true. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people don't like to share the actual, um, I guess, content of the work too early because I know sometimes people just want to really protect it, which is totally fine as well. Um, you can still be, you know having writing conversations without actually talking about the specifics of what you're writing before you're ready. Um, it really depends on people's process, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what was the best advice that you've been given during this process as a writer? Um, I would say my best writing advice that I ever got um, was from Karen Joy Fowler, who I'm a massive fan of. Um, but she said that um, when you get stuck, uh, don't worry about the words, just just try to imagine the scene more deeply. And I feel like I always use that when I'm stuck. I'm just like, just really picture yourself in this scene, in this moment, 
what is happening? What are you feeling? What's around you? And it really helps. <laughs> That's really beautiful. So you're a, a visionary person as well. Like you really see it when you're, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very visualize it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all writers are, are big like beautiful daydreamers inside like in a, in a great way so that's really awesome um and do you have any favorite books are there any particular favorite books that made you fall in love with writing or reading and just general books itself um I feel like I read this book recently by um it was like a craft book by the agent Donald Mars. And he said that, you know, often people's favourite books are the ones they read really early in life, like they're the, the kind of formative books. So um, I would say one of my early favourites is probably How's Moving Castle by Dynamine Jones. Um, I just, what I really love about her writing is just the conviction she writes fantasy with. It's like when she's writing fantasy, you kind of really believe this world could exist. It's like almost like, you know, she believes it. So <laughs> I would love to be able to write like that to create worlds where you can kind of believe this could really exist, <laughs> at least for the duration of the book. Well, I'm lost in yours like that. So I feel like you, <laughs> I feel like you definitely do. And it's, yeah, I think that YA, like I, like I love YA as well. And I still read a lot of YA because they are these beautiful stories that do affect you in a different way because... I, you can imagine reading those young when you are in this huge, um, you know, transformative state. And it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I think. So true, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so at the end of every interview, what we do ask is that we, <laughs> we get a word prompt for, from you for a listener to win a copy of Only a Monster. So what they have to do is they just head to oliviahillier.com slash podcast. They fill out two paragraphs based on your word prompt for a chance to win Only a Monster. So what is your word prompt for us today, Vanessa? This is fun. Well, there's time travel in Only a Monster. It's kind of one of the big powers. I guess the the, um, monstrous power is time travel. So I think my prompt would be um, to write a couple of paragraphs about a time traveller witnessing a big event of history. <laughs> I love that. I love time travelling too. I, and I actually, I'm kind of in awe of people who can write time travel. It's not something I've tried before. And I was, really <laughs> like, since reading your book, I'm like, wow, because there's so much you have to add up and plan and do. So, yeah, I think it, I didn't, because I, I was just too naive to know that it would be really hard to write time travel. Um, it was really hard. <laughs> You just get started and realise you're halfway in it and then trying to add it all up. I was like, are all books this hard to write? Not only that, you now have Maybe to follow it up with another two. So I and think once I've done it, but once I've done it once, it wasn't as hard. Yeah, yeah. So are the, next, are the following two written? You've already written them or they're in? I, I've got, I'm in um, edits for the second one. And then the next one, I'll, I suppose, start writing quite soon. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Excellent. I cannot wait for these. And where where can listeners um, find you, chat to you, learn more about your books and everything that you've got coming up? Oh, my gosh. I've been getting this question and every time I just have to look it up. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram yeah. at vanessa.len underscore writes. Um, I would say I'm most active there. So look for me there. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Just see on the top of my head. Really. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> awesome. So 
I will put all those um, all those in the show notes and I will also put your uh, writing prompt in the show notes as well. I hope you absolutely enjoy. I'm sure you've got so many more events to do in this whirlwind of a debut. It's so, so exciting. And I can't thank you enough for your book because it is just so beautiful and it's been so enjoyable to read. And I cannot wait to gift it to a listener and I hope everyone gets their hands on Only a Monster. Um, and it's just like, I just, Look at that bookshelf behind you. It looks just so gorgeous on your bookshelf as well. So thank you, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. So awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Vanessa. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, guys. That was Vanessa Len and her incredible story. Make sure you head to oliviahillier.com slash podcast and fill out the writing prompt for this week because let me tell you, you are going to want to read that book and win that book if you haven't already. Um, but I really loved what she had to share about building a community and it definitely got me thinking who is out there that is writing alone right now and do you have a writing community? Do you have... A supportive community to be a part of? Do you have friends to share your journey with? If not, you can now head to Facebook and search for Writer's Advice Podcast Community and join our community there. Within that, we are going to be creating um, writer's groups, essentially. You know, come in, share your work in progress with us, share your goals, share where you want to be, what you're trying to achieve. Um, and together we can hold each other accountable to each of our own writing goals, but also within there, there are going to be extra competitions that you do not hear on the podcast, as well as extra little bits of interviews and lives with some more special guests that we have coming on each week. So I definitely highly recommend, um, jumping into that group. All you have to do is search writer's advice podcast community on Facebook it is a private group um answer the questions to get accepted and get in and and I cannot wait to chat you more in there until then guys I will chat you on the next episode